Hello and welcome. My name's Stephen Dickens and welcome to the I'm a Mainframer podcast brought to you by the Open Mainframe Project, a Linux Foundation collaborative project. I'm joined today by a couple of guests, so we're changing up the format of the show. We've got Haseem Jawad and Sean Grady, both of which are from Rocket Software. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi, nice to be with you today. Fantastic. So, so let's just let's just get our listeners orientated. Maybe I'll go to you first, Sean. If you could just introduce your role, give us a sort of brief introduction, that'd be fantastic. Sure. So um, I'm one of the so-called millennial mainframers. Um, I joined the industry at Rocket seven years ago, straight out of college. And, um, you know, I've bounced from thing to thing since then, uh, storage, terminal emulation. Uh, eventually, I found myself as one of the founding members of the open mainframe project, uh, Zoe project. And uh, currently, my role there is I'm a member of the technical steering committee, the Zoe leadership council, and uh, the leader of the web UI squad, where I do a lot of um, server and browser programming for Zoe. Well, there's some topics we'll be coming back to there, Sean, in that introduction, but let's let's bounce to Haseeb first. And if you could just give a brief introduction to your role. Sure. Thank you. Um, so, well, my name is Haseeb Jawad, and I'm the director of uh, product management here at Rocket Software. And um, one of the products that I work on is um, the Rocket Terminal Emulator that uh, Sean also mentioned in his introduction. Um, we have... Um, our strategic terminal emulator solutions. We have some um, other um, legacy terminal emulation solutions. I've been working on all of those and then working on some of our security portfolio and also some of our cloud products that we have a partnership with IBM. Um, So I'm I'm leading all those conversations from the product management perspective. Um, But in the past, I've been um, um, I actually did engineering um, uh, a decade ago. Um, so I've done engineering. I've been involved in program management, on product management. I've been and uh, have some um, uh, work experience in the acquisition space, mergers and acquisitions. So it's been a variety of things that I've been doing and, and, and using all those skills um, in my current role um, at Rocket Software, where we are growing organically as well as inorganically. Um, so that's who I am. Fantastic. And thank you for that. So, so Sean, I said we'd come back to a couple of topics there. Obviously, a, a thing that's near and dear to the heart of the Open Mainframe project is Zoe. In, I, I think I remember you being at the launch at Chair. Um, so maybe my memory's playing tricks on me. But it's been a wild ride these last sort of two, three years with that as a technology. Just give the listeners your perspective on where you think Zoe is as you mentioned one of the leaders of one of the squads there how do you think we're getting on as an open source project yeah so Zoe's really interesting um because it sort of feels like at least the first of its kind on the mainframe if not on other platforms as well some of the things that we're doing are uh, really unique, but I think the most important thing about it is that it is serving the mainframe community because um, a lot of the themes that we see in Zoe are about 
trying to have modern tools and modern experiences and uh, kind of the world has changed a lot in terms of what people are doing with technology these days, whether it's cloud or AI or DevOps. And a lot of these tools are being made by people who aren't really aware of the mainframe. And so with Zoe, we're kind of embracing both worlds to bring them closer together. So it's a long journey to really make that happen in a way that satisfies everyone because it's such a broad mission. But I would say we're on our uh, third year now and uh, we've seen uptake in different areas over the past few years. Uh, I think one of the things that hit it off really well in the beginning was the CLI for DevOps and then later the Explorer for IDE. But uh, later in 2020 and now in 2021, uh, I've been seeing a lot of calls where people are interested in getting the web desktop set up and putting the servers into uh, you know actual mainframe infrastructure. So um, I would say things are going pretty well, and I'm excited to see how that grows the open source movement on the platform. And it's interesting you say that, and coming back to some of the things that you said, Haseeb, you mentioned you're sort of on that terminal emulation side. That interaction with the mainframe sort of platform is something that's transforming, and, and, and Zoe's got a role to play there. How how do you see that kind of transformation from a rocket perspective from your role? Yeah, sure. So I think um, when we talk about Zoe and open source, um, one particular thing that rocket has been focused on, it's to support both the open side of Zoe, as well as um, plan to adopt the commercial solutions for, for this platform in, in rocket terminal emulator, has been long providing connectivity, speed, and ease of use um, to our desktop as well as uh, web uh, users. And now, uh, with now that we are core member of the Open Mainframe project in developing this Zoe platform, we wanted to have this terminal emulator solution available with, with Zoe Market so that we could leverage um, the uh, different applications that we have and help our users um, to not go through cumbersome workarounds that they have to, to go through to access their mainframe systems or other uh, backend host systems like IBMI or, or maybe even Linux. Um, so I think what we are trying to focus is to, is to provide our commitment to the open source mainframe project, as well as modernize this exceptional platform um, that has scored to thousands of companies around the world. So it's interesting. I mean, Sean, and you mentioned it in your sort of response there, the bringing of open source and the methodologies and the collaborative sort of structures to the mainframe space. There's both good and bad in that. What's your collective experience? I mean, maybe go to you first, Sean, you know, what What are you seeing as we look to embrace open source methodologies and processes and collaboration as a community? How do you see that impacting kind of from a mainframe perspective? Um, well, one of the things about the mainframe industry that's interesting is that there's sort of a gap between those who 
have been using the mainframe for decades and those who are getting out of college right now and looking for a job, um, there aren't many people in between. And I would say that we are seeing uh, a lot of younger people at conferences like Share these days. But um, the interesting thing is that these these younger people do have open source learnings that they either take with them from university or from um, things that they do in their daily life. So they're, they're already equipped for the open source world. Um, however, they're not yet the people who are administrating the mainframe. So the people who are working with or administrating the mainframe, they have to become more comfortable with the open source world. And so one of the things that's important about Zoe is that Zoe is from mainframers for mainframers. And so we kind of blend those two worlds together where we know what the open source world wants to do, but we also know what's important to mainframe administrators in terms of security and reliability and, um, you know, just stability. So in, in that way, uh, one of the things that Zoe has done from the very beginning is try and make a set of standards for this new initiative so that people don't have to keep on reinventing the wheel in their attempts to modernize, that Zoe can be that modernizing platform. So in Zoe, we've always tried to get more and more companies and their products Zoe enabled so that it can be that overarching tool uh, for modernization and open source. I think it's really interesting, Sean, what you say there, that kind of infusing open source into a mainframe community and set of tools and processes that are designed for mission critical computing. You know, so the, a lot of the best practices are designed for that maximum uptime, high availability model. But then you've got to bring some of the chaos and some of the speed and agility of open source. So it's kind of, it's really, it's been really interesting for me over the last two or three years to see those two worlds. I almost don't want to say collide but almost come together and, and see how the Zoe community's built that forward. I mean, Haseeb, anything for you to add to that, do you think? I think when we look at the, um, the Sean touched upon the users and, and what we want is that we address all types of different users of mainframe. There are administrators, um, then there are super users who are comfortable with uh, maybe um, green screen applications, or they have some customizations done for um, for for their own applications that they are using. And then there are end users, like maybe a, an airplane uh, check-in agent, or or someone um, at the insurance industry or a financial industry using a few um, commands of, of of mainframe to access data, but they are not as familiar. So what we try to do is to actually provide solutions for all different types of users, whether they are administrators or super mainframe users or, or uh, daily end users. And Zoe can actually address, um, Zoe Desktop can address all, all those three different types of, of um, users that we have on mainframe. So staying with you, Haseeb, for a moment, where do you see that evolution going, particularly kind of in your space, 
terminal elimination, bringing those sort of Zoe users in. Where do you see that over the next sort of maybe 18 months or so? I think uh, what we are uh, doing for um, in, in rocket terminal emulator and in mainframe um, as we use is to actually make it more uh, stable and uh, grow the customer or the user base by adding features and customization that people are comfortable with. Like I said, um, there are some mainframe uh, power mainframe users who want a, a very specific font size and they want to run their macros and scripts and we want to provide all of that rocket terminal elevator the the commercial version that we have on on zoe um, it has all of those features we want to build on top of that um, have easy um, to use applications integration with other zoe applications that uh, we have so that if people are using um, one particular application within Zoe, they can integrate and, and communicate uh, with our rocket terminal emulator solution. So that compatibility um, is one advantage of, of Zoe plugin. And then we, um, as I've mentioned, uh, further customizations, further support for macros and scripts. Um, then I talked about the integration and customization. I think uh, the, the last thing I would say is is to enhance the user experience, um, whether it's a, a, an administrator or whether it's a daily end user, we want to provide them with an experience that is easy to use. You don't have to go through a number of documents or tutorials and all that. Uh, it should be easier to use, provide you with all the security and quality that you are looking for. So in terms of where I see Rockety, um, it's all of that. And, and I think Zoe, in particular, um, providing solutions um, to all kind of mainframe users in the future. Would you subscribe to that as well, Sean? Do you share Hasib's vision there? Do you see that's where Zoe as a technology is going to be going over the next sort of 18 months, two years? Yeah. So um, I was saying a little bit before that one of the ways that we want to bring open source and the mainframe together is making Zoe be a platform for it. And I, I meant that quite literally in that uh, several parts of Zoe are what you could think of as a framework where you build products upon it. And so um, Rocket's terminal emulator is actually a really good example of how to make use of Zoe. Because in Zoe, you have that uh, virtual desktop where it's basically, it looks like a real, you know, Windows or Mac desktop, but it's something that lives in the browser. So you can take it with you without having to install anything. So just like in a real desktop, the more products you put into it, the more you get out of it. And that, you know, the, the reality of the mainframe is that you can't modernize it all at once there's too much going on you so you have to you have to pick your battles and make sure that you provide the tools as we do in Zoe to help make that transition but in the meanwhile and hey maybe even the long, in the long run just out of user preference and the uh, automation powers terminals terminals are going to be here for a while so what we did in the rocket terminal emulator is we brought that into Zoe, said, you know, all of the portability of the desktop, uh, the terminal 
emulator can use that as well so that it lives where Zoe does. And when you're in Zoe and you say, gee, I really need to get to my program that uh, that really only has a 3270 UI or, hey, you know, I'm more comfortable with a 3270 UI, uh, we don't want to leave anyone out. So the Rocket Termin- Terminal Emulator is one of those products that can integrate into that Zoe world to help keep the mainframe a good platform for everyone. So pivoting topics here a little, Sean, I want to go back to something that you said maybe sort of 15 minutes ago. You described yourself as a kind of millennial mainframer, which I think is a fantastic phrase. We've got a lot of younger listeners to the show. What advice would you be giving to those listeners who are maybe just embarking on their career? They're sort of 21, 22 years old, maybe coming into the workplace for the first time. What would you say to the the sort of young Sean Grady who was maybe maybe there a few years ago? What would your advice be? Yeah, so I would say if they're already listening in, they're on the right track because a lot of people aren't really sure what the mainframe is. So if you're already here, good for you. Um, but to anyone else in the world, uh, what I would point out is that there's a lot of types of software specialization that you can do but the mainframe is a very rewarding platform to get into in that it teaches you discipline about how to write quality code. And it also helps you to really make the world a better place because you think about, well, who uses the mainframe? Um, well, pretty much civilization at this point. You know, the, ma- the mainframe helps the world succeed. So helping people use the mainframe better and helping it to continue to power all of our systems, you know, uh, credit card transactions and banks and so on. Um, You know, this is, it's really interesting. There are a lot of challenges to solve if, if you like uh, challenges and puzzles, but it's also really important stuff. So, um, The other point I would bring in about being a millennial mainframer is when you look at the mainframe education online, you might think that it's something that you don't have the background for, but that's not really true. You might see things like COBOL and say, oh, gee, I don't know COBOL. And I would say you can learn COBOL. It's it's a language like anything else, but there's a lot of new languages on the mainframe, more and more coming out every year. And Zoe is built on Java and JavaScript and some C. So, I mean, these are all languages that uh, a lot of millennials would know. And I would say, don't don't worry about it. Your skills will be valuable. Um, there's something on the mainframe for everyone. And Hasib, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, so what I would say is sometimes people are afraid and concerned that uh, these legacy systems, including mainframe, are maybe going to be replaced in the future. Or there's, uh, there are companies who are going to move off of these systems and, and go to some um, other uh, more modern solutions. And I think that's, that's one thing that I would 
um, tell to our um, uh, listeners that these are, in my opinion, the misaligned priorities. I think what we um, want to do is embrace those systems. These are um, the legacy systems that are the most important um, infrastructure in, in our Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies, and they run on those. They are high speed, high processing, in a basic, in my opinion, a basic requirement for those companies to so embrace those systems, provide um, seamless access to those systems through different applications, and, and modernize those solutions. And I think that's what Rocket Software and, and we all have been doing, is to uh, create those applications that provide access, uh, like Rocket Terminal Emulator, or even modernize those legacy systems instead of replacing them. Uh, so modernize those um, uh, applications through uh, Zoe Desktop, for example. So what I would say is embrace um, this, uh, these legacy systems. There is a future for it for decades to come and, and learn about those. I think uh, people are sometimes um, scared of it and, and look for other innovations in the market. Um, so that's one thing that I, I think I would um, highlight here. And another warning that probably I would give to uh, my younger self is to be careful about 2020 and what's going to come um, in the world in 2020. And I, like I, think, yeah. I, I think that's all solid advice we would have liked to have known ahead of 2020. Has seen, so <laughs> I, think, I think our listeners would, uh, would agree with that advice. Maybe to have bought a house by the beach, maybe it would have been the advice for 2020. <laughs> um, so as we start to take the show home here, a question I ask of all, all of our guests, and I'll go to you first, Sean, is where do you where, imagine you've got that classic sort of crystal ball and you can look ahead. Where do, where do you see the mainframe platform sort of five to 10 years out from today? Um, so there's a lot of new initiatives in the world that we'll have to see how AI pans out for the mainframe, how cloud pans out for the mainframe, but already we're starting to see what we can do there. Uh, I think the mainframe has an important role to play in hybrid cloud. And really, if you look at something like Zoe, a lot of the technologies in Zoe are, uh, sort of in that cloud space already. You know, we recently released a tech preview for uh, Docker containers. So we're on our way there. Um, in, in the near future, I see more and more products getting integrated with Zoe, which will help them on that journey to things like hybrid cloud. And... Um, you know, who who knows what's next, but I think uh, the products that we talked about today, Terminals and Zoe, uh, are still going to be there and uh, more important than ever. And over to you, Haseeb, where, do, where would you see the mainframe sort of five to ten years out? So I think I would agree with the, the cloud and, and open adoption. So as we, as we see our users... Um, working on these different mainframe applications, cloud is definitely one of the uh, the things that get asked um, a lot. Uh, how can they have our our customers can have their applications run in the the cloud, and um, how can they make it much easier to use so that they don't have to deploy anything in their own infrastructure? So, cloud and hybrid cloud, of course, I think I would 
I would definitely uh, highlight those. Security is another. I think um, as as different CIOs in an organization uh, talking about the security and making sure that access to the host systems, whether they are mainframe, IBM I, or or Linux systems, uh, they are up to the highest standard. So how can we support our customers with uh, different security standards or compliance standards? Um, so those, uh, I think I would highlight those two and, and definitely I think even improved quality in terms of the application that we provide on these systems. Um, so whether that is an app, uh, uh, it's an uh, DevOps solution or whether there is a modernized solution, how um, highest standard of quality products and applications that we can provide that can run on these legacy systems I think are, are very important. So hybrid cloud, uh, security and quality, I would say, um, are the three main things for me. I think those would resonate, resonate with our listeners. And I think a lot of them would see that as a kind of way forward. So we're coming towards the end of the show here. Any other sort of parting comments or things you'd like to share with the listeners before we wrap? Maybe over to you, Sean, for that one first. Um, well, I guess I would say if people are interested in talking to us more, you can always check out openmainframeproject.org or zoe.org. I believe both of them will send you over to the Slack channel that we use frequently, and you can ask us more questions if you want to get started with Zoe, get started with a terminal emulator or put the terminal emulator into Zoe. You know, these are, these are things that uh, we can help you out with. And final parting comments from you, Haseeb. For me, I would say, um, like I mentioned in my, in the beginning, in my introduction, I've been in, in different fields from engineering to product management to program management and, and, and all of that. And, and I've, truly loved my time here at Rocket Software since I joined last year. I think the reason is uh, to work on modernizing these legacy solutions. Uh, the excitement that I get um, from working on those legacy systems, because they, these are the most important, I think, uh, systems for, for any organization um, who are running different applications uh, on those systems. So it's a very cool space. Um, you will share my excitement when you uh, start working on those and, and start using these applications as well as these systems. Um, so I would just encourage um, uh, any of your listeners to, um, to uh, learn more, uh, try these on your own, and ask us any questions if you have in the future. Um, you'll definitely enjoy and love this. Fantastic. I couldn't think of a better way to wrap us up here. So, You've been listening to the I'm a Mainframer podcast. I've been your host for this show. My name's Stephen Dickens. If you like what you've heard today, please click and subscribe. And please give us a five-star rating. That really helps with us on the show. We'll be back with another show next time talking about I'm a Mainframer from the Open Mainframe Project. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>